0: You, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Watch out, watch out for Goofy, watch out for Goofy. It's a disco demolition. What up, y'all? Hey, what's up? This is your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Father Protocol. I'm your host, Dean Edwards. It's good to be back here recording live from... The lovely Cali 40 See me on the freestyle. Get more props than Ben Hill um. There's Das effects. Yo, man, I'm back out here, man. Uh and it's it's nice out here. It's it's nice in Cali because the weather is is good pre-summer heat, right? It's it's not it's not blazing hot. Yes, yes, yeah, sometimes when it gets to that blaze. It's uncomfortable. I trust me. I was just in Dallas, Texas this past weekend, and they—they—they they, they got John Blaze, son. They know John Blaze. John Blaze is a personal friend to the state of Texas. It was hot out there, man. Um, big shout out uh, to 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 the network. All things comedy. All things comedy. Comedy. <laughs> Uh, Y'all go ahead and check out uh, some of the great podcasts that you have from some wonderfully talented comedians Um, I've mentioned them before Uh, And you can just go to allthingscomedy.com to check, check out the various, numerous talented individuals that rock out on their podcasts over there, man But it's not about them right now, it's about me it's about this fucking protocol. What's been going on? Well, like I said, I was just in. Uh, I was just in Dallas. I was actually in Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas, man. Uh, always have fun down there, uh, playing playing a comedy club. The name of the club Hyenas. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I clouded. Comedy clubs always have funny names, as I've, I've joked in the past. Um, you know, obviously you have. The standards, uh the the, the improvs and, and the funny bones, but then you have some off the beaten path, you know, from rooster tea feathers to McGoobies to hyenas. And you always wonder what's the thought the thought process when they name these I hy- hy- you know, that's something next time I, I, I play Hyenas, I'm doing uh, their club and they have a new club in Plano, Texas in uh in August. So anyone that's listening out there in Plano, Texas Come out uh, that last weekend in August to to check out your boy, young young De in building. Um, But uh, (laughs) they just have these these funny names, and you want to you want to ask the owners of the people that run them if they're you know, inshallah, if they're still alive, if they're still around. You know what made you choose a hyena? Why a rooster? And what? Is the significance of tea feathers? Just just a curiosity, man. Um, but I had a blast out there, man. Had a had had a great time out there in uh, in Texas. It was it was cool because I flew out on uh, as y'all know. I flew out on Wednesday, um, but there was no Thursday morning media, which was cool. So I got to catch a breather um, on Thursday. And uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, the Thursday show they have a Fort Worth club. Look, look at look at hyenas expanding their 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 uh, brand in the state of Texas. They act, I don't know if they still have an Arlington club, but I saw at one point they had Arlington, Fort Worth, and Dallas, and they're going to expand into Plano, and I'm I'm playing that club in uh in August 20, 20 2015 <clears throat> uh so uh, got there Wednesday night It was blazing hot it's funny because uh i you know i'm I'm actually staying with my buddy uh Sydney Castillo y'all can check Sydney's episode if y'all y'all go go to uh go to the podcast uh page on SoundCloud or all things comedy soundcloud or all things comedy, and you'll see the mucking Sydney Castillo episode. Um, so yeah man, um I'm staying in Sydney's, and knowing I was coming out to Texas, I know Sydney is actually from Fort Worth, and he he definitely made sure that some of his people came out to uh, to support, but uh, early last week he hits me and tells me that he he might be doing the Arlington Improv with Marlon wins the same weekend that I'm out there. So I was like, oh, that'd be dope because then we could, you know, get to hang out it'd be cool to see, uh, I ain't seen Marlon in forever. And uh it'd be cool to hang out with Sydney and, you know, go to meet Sydney's moms and his brother and his family um, while I'm out there. So when I got, when, when I got to the club, actually to the, to the condo, and I think I, last time I did this club, I think I mentioned, you know, I'm not big on staying in the in the comedy club condos. Some some clubs, uh, for those that that are uninformed, some comedy clubs will have a uh, a comedy club condo because it it in the long run turns out I guess to be a little cheaper than renting uh, you know a hotel every week for you know sometimes three nights, sometimes five nights, and so I guess if you're if you're getting a if you're doing comics every week and say you're only paying i don't know $100 a night that's $500 you know in a week that's $2000 a month so they're like well shoot we we have we have this condominium and just give the comics free reign. now some comedy condominiums are really really nasty uh i i if i if i remember i will post a picture with this there was this really nasty uh mad. Harris Harris <laughs> we went we went to do this club. I'm not gonna say the the club, it's also in Texas. And yo, they had they had this condo. I was staying at a hotel, but they had Harris staying at the condo for their downtown club, which just helped you narrow down uh what club it might be. When I tell you I went to this club or went to this comedy condo and I took a picture of the couch. The couch had uh, what looked like duct tape covering up the the cracks and holes in the leather, and they they threw like a throw over it to to hide, but but just to hide all these uh, all these problems with this couch. But if you're sitting on it, you feel the the cracks and in leather and in, and in the, in the peeling up tape. It was it, so I took a picture so maybe I'll post that with uh with this episode. Wow, it was uh, and, and see for me the thing with condos that that you don't like you're like yo I know some comics have have brought you know females back and so you're thinking geez I know uh, you know Doug Benson might have masturbated in this very location on this bed. <laughs> Or, or uh, uh, you know, Brian Posehn has, has had some some girl that was a a fan of uh, the comedians of comedy, and she came back to his room and performed some debaucherous uh, sexual acts on him right on this location on the bed. So here, here's some early early uh, protocol. Yeah, when well, you go on the road, man, when you go on the road, and you know you stand in the comedy condo make sure you bring your old sheets and whatever you do when you get to the room peel back peel back that sounds nasty peel back the the top comforter which actually is a sort of rule of thumb anyway when you go to hotels man for those that don't know they say that uh you know you know sometimes they'll run the 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 csi blue light over (laughs) Over a uh, uh, you know an area in in a hotel room to see what areas of the the nastiest. They said um, the the remote control is really na- the remote control is that na- you would think the bathroom is going to be like the 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 most disgusting area, but they said nah, like remote. They they who are they? Uh, studies have shown there was some studies. Studies have shown that uh, you'll find a lot of fecal matter. The matters of the fecal. I always wanted to name that like an, an album, like um, "Talking Fecal Matters," right? Because <laughs> it's a play on ish. Uh, anyway, um, probably won't happen. Um, feel free to uh, to use that, and then, but just give a brother credit. Like, oh, I was listening to the Father Monkey Protocol, and Dean gave me an idea uh, for my uh, for my album uh, title years down the line. So they the studies have shown that. A lot of uh, bacteria is found on remote controls and the comforter of hotel uh, beds. Because most people, you know, I guess the idea is, you know, mainly there's semen, you know. um, um, You'll find uh, uh, people will, you know, have sex on top of the comforter and probably uh, spray and splash all over uh, wow, that sounded nasty. Uh, hopefully, my mother doesn't hear that because that just sounded disgusting. But I mean, I have kids, so you know, you know, I've, I've, uh, th- there's been splashing. You know, I, I know what splashing is, Mom. Uh, <laughs> this is weird. Um, yeah, so, so when you get to a hotel room or you get to a comedy condo, man, before sitting on the bed, peel back the, uh, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I usually go to the hotel room and and splash down, but I also usually have my 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 coat or my jacket on. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't mind uh, fecal matters or <laughs> or dry semen stains on my coats. This just took a weird turn. Um, but bring your own sheets, man, because you know you you don't want remnants of of Brian Posehn DNA. Uh, on your person, is, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, I think I was doing,
1: geez, this had
0: to be like four or five years ago. I remember I was doing the Chicago, I think Chicago Improv had, had taken too long to book me, so I did Zaney's Downtown. And I remember getting into the conversation back and forth with Chelsea Peretti uh we were talking because I think she was coming so I pause. I think she was she was uh scheduled to perform at uh Zany's Chicago like the following week. So we we had a conversation going back and forth about making sure you bring bring your own uh sheets cause I think she had asked she was like well how how is the condo? And unlike the condo for uh for hyenas I don't know why I feel like I have to say it like that, but I am. Unlike the condo at Hyenas, the, the Chicago Zanies Improv, it was you know it was a small it was a small room it was very small. Whereas the the condo out here in uh, in Dallas it was it was a nice nice size it was like a a studio apart a big studio apartment you know it had a kitchenette had a kitchenette uh, separating the the studio from the from the kitchen and then a large uh, closet and bathroom 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 was actually pretty pretty sizable or it is um where where's the the condo in chicago man wow that condo is is small and the bed is even smaller and it's just you're like yo this this place this place feels a little sticky it's a little, little sticky. So we, we were uh, actually Peretti and I That's how I think we got cool uh, after after t- discussing that uh, nasty condominium. I really haven't stayed in. I've, I've been fortunate though. I haven't stayed in too many condo condominiums. Uh, I've I've lucked out because I know uh, I know a lot of cats that have, and there's there's never really a a, a great story when it comes to. No one ever leaves a condominium, a comedy condominium, saying, "Man, that was such a wonderful experience." Whether it's dealing with the Wi-Fi, trying to figure out how how to turn the TV on, or just the bed where you're looking. I just remember specifically that bed in Chicago. I was like, "Man, I laid, I laid in one position, uh, however many nights I was there, bed, and it was fine." When it was time, time to leave, time to roll out my homies. I actually got to preserve my voice, man. I I didn't lose my voice. I think the the climate change in Dallas was so drastic because it was so hot. It was in the 90s every day. Um, And every time I uh, would go outside, I wouldn't stay out for too long, but that heat would just damn it would affect me. But then you'd go indoors and everything was AC'd. and so I have to, uh, I, I, I feel my voice. I gotta drink some, I gotta drink some herbal tea. Is what I have to say. I must drink some herbal tea because, um, as I was getting ready to fly out to Dallas last week, my uh, my reps hit me. My voiceover agent, shout out to our a voice of agents uh they they hit me and they said yeah dreamworks wants to uh check your availability uh because they want to record something something new um, um some shrek project i don't know if it's theme park related or or um i don't I, honestly i don't know what it is cuz there's the, the dreamworks for all those that don't know to peel back the curtain a little bit you have to understand the shrek brand is bigger than all of us it's and and it, it continues in p- perpetuity, where they are. Uh, that's that's a big word, isn't that a big word? Did you did you like that? That's that's my uh, impress all my uh, my lawyer. For, that's 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 for uh, that's for 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 Kells out there in the Malibu. Uh, I, I use the word a lawyer word perpetuity. That means I've seen that in a contract or something before. But um, anyway, they uh, you know they're always. Recording or, or doing some new Shrek uh, or don- Donkey projects. And see, like, right now, right now, I can't, I can't hit Donkey. Wait, hold up. Let me... Here, I'm going to drink some water. Uh, right now. Right now. See, I can't hit Donkey. So, let me... So, I'm going to be... yeah, you know, I'm going to talk talking my sexy voice for the rest of this podcast. Now nah, I'm just playing. But, um, yeah, I got to drink some tea because, uh, yeah, I don't want to don't want to mess up the opportunity so anyway they 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 called and they were checking my availability for the next two weeks which worked out because i gotta go go back on the ship uh you know in about a little less than two weeks so i let my agent know look I'll, i'll be in la um next week which was actually right now and the following week i'm in new york so if we if we need to uh do something. I that let let uh, the producers know that I will be in Calif- California next week. This week, uh, which they were excited about, and they said, "Well, boom! You know what? You know what? Let's record Dean next week while he's in Cali, which will be cool. It's always fun. DreamWorks, uh, the DreamWorks, uh, studio slash campus is dope, man. They, I mean." These cats have have this giant game room with video games and uh and and like pool table and I think like a foosball and and uh, air hockey it's just just a lot of fun. I was actually able to uh some years back when I was recording uh, the Shrekless project, scared Shrekless. Uh, brought the family out with me and the girls were able to uh, you know just uh, see a rough draft of Scared Shrekless. They were not impressed because well, they're partially Jamaica and so it's hard to impress Jamaicans in. Um but they they weren't bothered anything and the producers like, Oh my God, they 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 hate it. I was like, No, they're actually just taking it all in. They're actually very excited. And they were, they were. Um so that was a lot of fun. Uh so I'm actually looking forward to uh going back uh and, and seeing some of my my buddies over there at Dreamworks because uh usually I record remotely from uh from New York, uh, you know, uh, hyper, hyperbolic, hyperbolic studios in New York. And they just patch me in to record. But, uh, in this particular case, i I happen to be in LA. And so the trip pretty much pays for itself, you know? Uh, um, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And then here, uh, now y'all tell me, um, if, if, if I overstepped boundaries, I don't think I did. I think, I. I think you use nepotism to your benefit. So the following day, I get a I get an audition, or maybe later that that afternoon. I think while I was on the plane, um, I've noticed that even if I don't log in to uh, to the uh, GoGo in flight Wi Fi, uh, well, if I don't pay for it, like usually I log in because I have an account, but I have an account because. Here's what they did. They used to let you use your Boingo account in conjunction with it, so you don't have to pay extra if you had Boingo, which I have because I travel so much. But then someone, uh, someone at Delta was like, "Well, why? Why are we sharing? Why are we letting people with Boingo? We're losing money. Let's let's charge them, uh, and they can have. I think if you have maybe." at t or, or you might be able to log on without paying anything extra but they charge and so once they started charging I'm like unless it's something pressing that I know I have to get out email wise or I have to get online for uh during a flight I'm not paying so I'll just log in but um y'all anyone that's listening you know d- check this uh if you have if you use gmail um Gmails for some odd reason recently they've they've uh started coming in while you're in the in the air, even if you don't pay an additional fee to log in. I I've, I've been getting emails while I'm in while I'm thirty thousand feet in the air without paying. So I don't know if that's a glitch in the system. I don't know if that's something that Gmail uh you know, some agreement or that they locked in or that it's just data or data. Do you say data or you say data? I say data and data um depending on the day and the mood um so yeah I, I get an email from uh from my legit agent uh saying uh yeah there uh there there was this there was this horse movie spirit uh ah, fudge was it was it spirit of Cimarron or cinema 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 Cin- 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 who uh, cinema. Hold up, I'm look. I'm looking it up because I have to. Spirit, sin. Spirit Cimarron. It was this movie, uh, this DreamWorks film, Spirit Cimarron, right? And the Stal- Spirit Stallion of the Cim- of the Cimarron. Um, I think Matt. Damon, if I remember, if memory serves me correctly, Matt Damon was part of that. And it's a DreamWorks project that they're now making into a TV show. I I normally don't talk about this stuff because you don't know if you're going to book it or not. But they're they they they're doing this animated thing, so they wanted me to read for something. So, uh, you know, you get the breakdown, the description. And some says to me, well, you know what? I am going to be uh, seeing my DreamWorks people, so maybe I'll ask them to give me some insight on uh what they think the director or casting might want out of this read so i i put um i decide i'm going to put a bunch um on down i you know why i'm reluctant because i was about to say i'm about to put some things down on tape but it's funny we need to figure out a new way to to say that because uh no one is actually using physical tapes anymore it's all digital digitally recorded so I was going to digitally record my auditions and send in the files, and I came up with the bright idea. So you know, why not, why not connect with my people at DreamWorks and ask them uh, what they think? So I checked with uh, one of the producers, Karen. I asked if she would listen, and and this, one of the producers from the Shrek material that I'm working on, and check with her and ask her if maybe she can contact. Steve or Gary, a couple of the directors. Um, and, yo, she gave some really good feedback. She, uh, she in, in my reads, right, in my reads, what was happening was I was, usually when you read, uh, when you're recording in the voiceover world, I'm, I'm getting school y'all on some information. When you are recording, say, say Donkey says something like, uh, you know, Shrek, Uh, parfaits are delicious but you know no you know what uh layers oh they begin with layers layers so when you're recording you might give your second a beat in between each line so that they have room to splice cut edit and then move move the material around um, it's just sort of a rule of thumb when you're recording. So, like, boom, like I, I'm I'm reading um reading a chopstick uh a chopstick container, right? So in the one place it says, add second chopstick, hold it as you hold a pencil, and then the next directions are hold first chopstick in original position, move the second one up and down. Now you can pick up anything, right? So if I'm reading that in in a voiceover, right? If if they if if if, if if what's the name of this company, right? Oh, it's uh, I can't, I can't read uh Chinese, <laughs> can't read Chinese. Y'all also, this lets you know how how sloppy I am when I come to uh Sydney's that I'm sitting here and the and the chopstick uh package is still sitting here instead of in the garbage. I ate Thai food at about one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and I cleaned up the food, and food went away, but. You know, there's a bag of soy sauce, there's a bag, there's a packet of soy sauce, and there's the, uh, and the chopsticks bag is sitting here. So, not packages, a little piece of paper. So, anyway, uh, if I'm reading the instructions and they're recording, I'm doing a commercial, say, say I'm reading it as, uh, as Bruce Lee, and they're like, yeah, we like that, Bruce Lee. Um, so the first instructions, uh, tuck under thumb and hold firmly. Second instruction: Add second chopstick. Hold it as you hold a pencil. Third: Hold first chopstick in original position. Move the second one up and down. Now you can pick it up anything, right? I would, I would have just flubbed that. They would have told me to correct that. So uh, they start rolling, and they'd have me run three of each line back to back, but give space. So it's uh, the first. Um, they say, uh, you know, uh, chopsticks take one, and I. Tuck under thumb and hold firmly. Tuck under thumb and hold firmly. Tuck under thumb and hold firmly. You know, you might give them three different reads, but with each, I'm giving them just a little bit of space in between uh, each one because it has to be clean enough so that the engineers, when they add whatever sound, whatever, uh, you know, maybe they'll add music, maybe they'll add uh, a, a gong or so, some trickling uh, water as if you were going to get a massage. You know, who knows? But you want to give them clean records. Same thing with the second line. Then, then they'll tell you, all right, move on to the second line. Yeah. Add second chopstick. They'll just uh, rolling uh, take, say take five, because maybe I did the first line four at the time. So now, uh, line two, take five. Add second chopstick. Hold it as you hold a pencil. I second chopstick. Now, you see, I take that little pause. It's, little, that's, there's, it's not a lot, but it's enough to give them a clean recording. Um, And there you have it, recording voiceovers 101 with, with Dean Edwards. No, so the reason I'm saying this all is because, uh, well, it's funny. People do always ask me about uh, VO and voiceover. And they—they really, you just got to give them something crisp. Now, sometimes they'll tell you read the whole thing through because in the commercial, um, or whatever you're shooting, whatever they have recorded, maybe the the, the program, the, the the infomercial, the commercial, the the TV show, the movie, they might want it to run fluidly. So instead of breaking, bring it breaking um, into. Two or three separate line readings. You're gonna read it all the way through. Tuck under thumb and hold firmly. Add second chopstick. Hold it as you hold the pencil. You see, I took that little pause, that little break in between. Uh, and they might say, "Oh, you know what? You did something different on that one, and we uh, we really liked it. So uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna use that take. Um, you never know. You never know. That's I mean, that's that's why you have uh, that's why you have so so many different ways of, of doing things but when I was reading the sides sides being the lines uh, script uh, I was reading for the spirit uh, you know television show that they're going to be doing this pilot um, I was taking pauses in between each line that the uh, my producer friend that works on the uh, the Shrek stuff she said to me, you know what? Um, I liked. I liked the read. You sound great. Well, here I'll actually I'll read. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna read y'all uh, her emails, man. Um, that's what I'm gonna do because it actually uh, you know, th- th- keep in mind didn't have to. She didn't have to do any of this. Um, but because I have a decent relationship, I've been working with them for the better part of you know seven, probably seven, eight years. Um, you know, we've, 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 uh, built a rapport, you know, friendship of sorts. And so I figured, you know what, I can ask them to, uh, you know, give me any inputs and uh, input and notes that, uh, they might, uh, think could benefit me in submitting this audition. So I did. And she said, uh, here, your voice and acting sound great. Uh, I'm just wondering if you should cut back on the pauses for the dialogue on the missing characters. Since you're not really reading against anyone, the pauses make it kind of stilted. Uh, So she said she'd shorten them so that the scene has more energy. In other words, your character isn't waiting for the other person to speak. And you're just going with the energy of the scene. Good note, right? And she said thoughts. And so then I, I, uh, I told her, you know, I appreciated it. And I told her I was actually pausing to separate each line. And I did so to ensure that each line was clear. But if she thought the pauses were too long, I could make the adjustment. And I also told her, you know what, I kind of learned that from working with y'all. Because, <laughs> because usually if, if I, you know, donkey's very quick and, and, and he speaks real real fast. So a lot of times when he's talking, he, he doesn't know how to slow down. So sometimes they'll have to tell me, you know what, slow the lines down uh, so that we can... Uh, you know, get an articulate reading. Even though Donkey sometimes gets very un, uh, very unintelligible where you can't understand everything he's saying, um, and you might have to listen a couple of times so you know exactly what he's trying to say. Uh, with with uh, with this particular character, I mean, the character is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, I think the character was a mid-30s to late 40s, uh, African-American, very stern, very matter-of-fact. And so, uh, so his voice. I think I went with a voice that was somewhere down here, somewhere. Yeah, you know what? If I was thinking, I would have. Uh, I just erased erased them. I could have probably uh, let y'all hear uh, hear the audition, the audition to see what I was talking about. Um, but but I told her that, and then she she uh, retorted with saying, "You know what? It it's still too long. They kill the energy. Just just make pause pause that So. I went in and uh, changed changed it, I did did the edit version and sent them down. And then uh, then one of the directors even uh, gave me some input, um, give me suggestions on one of the lines where he said, uh, what did he say? If memory says me correctly, he said, I think the reads are good, especially that last line. It felt like you're a more caring parent. He said... Instead of uh, here's a here's a suggestion on the on on this uh, line where you read are you out of your minds? Uh, maybe go lower key as if the wind was just knocked out of him. The more obvious read, which I think I did, would be large and angry. But if you were the caring parent who just saw that he might have lost his kids, go with that. Where you're not going big, you're you're uh, still reeling from from it, and you can barely collect your your words great awesome uh awesome note man and i definitely made the uh adjustment so if a brother books it you know what I'll, i i'm treating for lunch this this week when we record just a thought <laughs> but yeah man so um welcome to the world the wonderful world of voiceover acting which is very technical I, I don't think people realize what um what goes into uh uh, voiceover man is, is it's, it's quite challenging because you you probably record like um, minimum usually you'll you'll record depending on what project it is you'll you'll record about four hours because the throat can definitely dry out and uh, you don't want to strain your instrument you don't want to strain your your vocal cords um, and like I said DreamWorks they they've always been very very good to me very generous. And very accommodating, you know, if I, if I ask them, you know what I like, like my Ricolas, I sound very diva right now, but, <laughs> but usually I'll ask them to have some, some uh, throat coat herbal tea, or if they can't find throat coat, just some sort of uh, maybe green tea, maybe uh, peppermint tea, um, a little bit of honey just to help soothe. Um There's someone out there that's probably saying, "You know what, uh, honey? Actually, is damaging because of the sugar." Hey, man! For for a quick fix, I like just drinking that tea and having having the honey in to soothe my throat. All right? um, but I haven't I haven't had to really strain that often. Um, uh, it's the the occasions, as long as I've been doing voiceovers, there are probably if there are ten instances. In the last decade plus, that I had to have something there to help my, my throat while I was recording. Uh, they, they were few and far between, man. Um, so, yeah, looking looking forward to working this week. And I will make sure that I don't do the uh, plane crashing joke, which anyone that follows me on, uh, <laughs> anyone that follows me or the Lab Factory, just chocolate Sunday uh knows that I probably shouldn't have done that joke last night because I did do it. Uh that and it went very well, but that could be part of the reason why my uh my voice is hoarse. Right now, you know, uh for for any new jacks that are listening, always always preserve your instrument, especially when you know that you're you're gonna be working it. You know, I probably in retrospect. The muse took me there. And years ago, um, with a Shrek-related project, I I, uh, I did this particular joke and wound up. Did I ever tell y'all that story? Somebody, anyone that's an avid listener, uh, remind me whether or not I told you the story of how I uh, how I blew uh, the Shrek uh, Shrek Three um, ADRing audition years ago and wound up losing just a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of opportunity. I was I was pissed cuz those commercials ran and fortunately um they came back around because obviously I'm I'm doing Shrek. I'm doing the donkey thing this week. But um yeah, I was I was crust bad. That was that was but I I may have told that story before, so y'all let me y'all that listening let me know. Um and if I didn't, then I'll make sure I uh I tell y'all, I tell y'all a story in one of the next couple of um, en- entries into the Father Mucking Protocol. Actually, I'm excited because while I'm out here, I uh, I have a special guest uh, that's coming in for next week's episode. And my man, um, he was supposed to be in, you know, uh, what a month, month and a half ago, but we we crossed up our lines, and so. The uh, the producer, the executive producer, and host um, of mixtape the mixtape comedy show at Gotham Comedy Club once a month, going five years strong. Uh, and my friend, uh, one Royale Watkins, he'll be on the the show next week. So um, yeah, I, I suggest anyone that uh, that might have been slacking, not listening recently, make sure you listen next week because Royale uh, dude's, dude's been doing this a long time and uh, and. I know we're gonna have a lot of fun when we record this week for next week's episode. So, uh what else is going on? Well, I gotta say, uh I don't know, LeBron. Uh <laughs> I don't know. It, uh it it's I'm not losing faith um because I feel like people are too quick to uh to to you know, jump on the bandwagon of oh, oh it's not gonna happen. It's gonna choke. Yeah, wrote off LeBron and and his team after uh, after Game One's loss and and after uh, Kyrie's injury, and they wound up winning the next two. And uh, now they've lost the last two to Golden State, but yo, it's, it's it's a great series. I think what's 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 one of the factors that's. Doing them in age fatigue. I mean, LeBron can't do everything, and I really wish people would stop. I think pe- people are mean, man. You know, you have all these people on the. I, I saw a post earlier today. People, people are doing everything they can to discredit LeBron James. If you don't like him, don't like him. I, I get that. You, you, you know. I just don't. That's 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 like the the. Uh, the running quote of of LeBron haters. Nah, man, I just when you ask, man, why don't you like LeBron? Man, I don't like how he did that. How he did what? I know what they're talking about. How he did how he did what? Man, I mean, are right, you gonna go to South Beach? Just go. You know, I'm gonna. You gotta make an announcement. You gotta have this long drawn out half hour where you announce I'm taking my my talents to to Miami. Hey, man. He's a young dude. He, he, he made an error. It was an error in judgment. I just, he, he, you know what? I really don't like when dudes do it. Like, men aren't supposed to be as emotional. Like, I'm, emo, like, you know what? And I know somebody out there is like, oh, so you're saying women are more emotional? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. That's my opinion. Um, but, man, you're supposed to. Have, be a little more in control of of, of yourself and, and not sit there and whine about something. Eh, should just, just... I don't like how he did that. Why? Who cares? Because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... When I hear women like, I don't like Beyonce, and you're like, well, why? I just, why? she just, she, she too phony. How's she phony? Well, I mean, her, that, that in her hair. Okay, so what else? That, so you don't like the fact she has fake hair? I don't like that she has fake hands. She just, you know, she just, she thinks she all that. How are you supposed to, if you are one of the top selling uh, artists of your era, how are you supposed to think of yourself? You know, you got to have a certain whatever you do, whatever your vocation is, you should have a certain level of confidence, whether you are a singer, a a rapper, a dancer, a comedian, a doctor, uh, a lawyer. When As a lawyer, I would th- if I if I have a lawyer uh, fighting a case or negotiating a deal for me, I want them to go in there. With with their fangs out, with with, with, with their boxing gloves on, ready to, to 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 fight for the best deal possible. You feel me? And so if someone has a little little cockiness or a certain amount of swagger with regards to whatever job they do, let them if, if that helps them do their job better, let them do it. Because if Beyonce didn't have a certain amount of confidence, uh, You wouldn't have as many hits as, as she's had, you know, Jay-Z has to have a certain amount of swagger in order to to, you know, ha- have over 10 platinum plus albums. You just but it's, it's interesting because I, I don't hear and that this goes back to the gender thing. I don't hear people complain about Jay-Z being cocky. I don't hear people saying, "Nah, I don't like Jay Z. Why?" Yeah, he think he all that. I, I hear, I usually hear that reserved uh, for female, uh, for females, but specifically in this case, female performers, and it's usually from other females, other women that are complaining. They, don't, I don't like Katy. I don't like that Katy Perry. Why? She just, I don't know. She rubs me the wrong way. But why? You don't know her. Yeah, but I, you know, I, it's, that's my opinion. I don't like her. Why? Why would you go out of your way to not like someone, and but then sit there and sing or dance to this? Like, like <laughs> I always wonder if during the, the height of the Tupac and Biggie drama, or when any rappers beefing, if they don't like someone so much that they're gonna front on dancing to their music, you know? So when 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 Biggie and Pac had this sort of you know beef. It didn't seem like Biggie had to be. By the way, I'm uh, I'm putting that out there because I know there's someone out there that's probably an avid Tupac fan that's like, man, get Biggie. But I'm like, Biggie, Biggie never really, uh, you know, fan the flames of. of of drama between him and he, he actually kept it low now that somebody's gonna say ah but he made who shot you yeah but who says that who shot you was aimed at, at Tupac ah oh, come on man What are the changes I mean timing wise you know Tupac got shot at Quad City Studios and you know what that's the problem with hip-hop is uh one of the problems I should say is subliminals you know people are always so big on subliminals but then that's also created the uh the 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 phantom beef where people read too far into things like oh shots fired shots fired you know one of those shots fired man calm down um yeah so i just i i've, I've always had a problem with uh with people not liking uh an entertainer especially entertainers it's it's always thrown at entertainers uh or artists that seem happy and once it's, it's it's almost like that that whole that old adage misery loves company where it seems like people are angry at someone because they seem happy and so you're you're going to be mad at them because they're happy and they're bringing you happiness and joy in the world you know um but i wonder if pop danced to to big like or or did uh did, who who's beef like i wonder if Ja Rule if Ja Rule was in a club like right at the height of 50 cents and Ja Rule's you know beef and and they both they both pretty much at the same time were hot so you know Ja Rule had always when you call and you're always on time I I don't want to try and hit the hit Ashanti's higher notes because I'm preserving my sexy preserving my voice um but when when Ja Rule's um Always on time was big around the same time get rich or die try and dropped and then in the club came out I wonder if in the club came on while Ja Rule was you know like doing a, a a a concert and then he went to the after party I wonder if when 50 Cent came on if Ja Rule was like man turn this song off I don't like this song or cuz if you're going to keep it real if you're going to keep it wanted if if you if if a song is hot Regardless of the beef you might have with someone, you can't help but bob your head. You know what I mean? You can't help but say, yo, that's, that, they got that. Like, does Chris, Chris Brown and Drake, um, I don't know if they have beef. It seems like they have beef, but it's not my place to say whether they have beef. But if there's some dissension between the two of them where they're not getting along, you can't hide from the reality that Y'all both get a lot of play on the radio, which means if you go to do a concert and then there's an after party uh, at some club, and you're you're Chris Brown, you just did a bunch of you just did a ninety minute set. Now you go to this nightclub in you know whatever city you're in, you're gonna hear Drake. Are you gonna tell me that? Just hold on, we're going home. If that comes on, is Chris Chris Brown gonna sit sit there trying to meme mug like, uh, you know, shaking? And he starts shaking because he's like, I, I like this song, but I can't let them know that I like this song. If you know, if Drake, if Drake Drake is at a at an after party, and his uh, these hoes ain't loyal, is he gonna try and play like, no, you really shouldn't feel that way. You know? It's just dumb. Why are you calling women hoes? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was being silly. But it's just something I always, something I, uh, I always wondered uh, to myself. Of course, I'll keep that to myself. Um, but listen, we got two. We have at least one more, maybe two more games. Um, but by the next time y'all hear this podcast next week. We'll have a new NBA champion. Uh, it'll go either six games or seven. Right now, uh, Golden State is up three-two. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland has to has to do. LeBron is not a closer. It's not a strong closer, especially when they're under pressure. I think Golden State in the last two games. You know they the, the monster has woken up and Steph Steph Curry is 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 raining those threes now he's in his, he's found his rhythm uh Della Vidova has not been as effective in defending Steph Curry as he was in the first couple of games um, I don't know if uh Curry has has figured out his defense and made the necessary adjustment but um yeah it's 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 been a good series but the last two games Golden State has won by a substantial amount, whereas the first, what the first three games, first three games were really close. They were ex- extremely close games. Uh, um, oh well, no, you know what? That's not true. The first game, they were close, and then Golden State pulled away in overtime. Uh, the second and th- uh, the second and third games were a lot closer uh, because, um, yeah, they 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 were. They were well. They were close, you know. <laughs> what else so I have to say? They were they were close games, man. I mean, let let it happen. Uh, but these last two games, Golden State almost were like trying to prove a point. Like, listen, we ain't just gonna win by a couple, couple by one or two points. We are gonna prove a and Let y'all know we in championship mode, beast mode, beast mode, son. Uh, so yeah, LeBron, like, damn, stop shooting those those wild, those wild shots at the end, you know that's all of cleveland is it, you know and unfortunately you 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 wonder if if cleveland was at was functioning at 100% where their team was healthy might be a different series might not though you know different players would be in and, and perhaps Vadova wouldn't uh, have been playing as much and been shutting down uh, curry well you never know but great series out of the way salute to both teams um and i think Regardless of what happens, I think the city of Cleveland should be proud and happy because, um, with a healthy team, it shows that that uh, they they definitely can be contenders. Um, you know, it's like it's almost like the Cleveland Knicks because <laughs> they have so many former Knicks players. Uh, yo, and lastly, yo, man, let me tell you something. I'm gonna apologize. I gotta I need to. Uh, Put out this apology. Um, you know, sometimes you just you, things slip your mind. You don't pay attention. Yo, Lupe Fiasco's uh Tetson Youth. This album, yo, this dude, this song is, 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 is the album is fire. But he has this song called, called Murals. No, not even floors. Not Murals. It's it's uh, mural, M U R A L. Yeah, please. If if anybody out there that listens to hip hop, if you haven't copped this album, you should cop the album. But go go get a sneak preview, man, um, because he has this song. This song is is what is it? Is it? It's eight minutes. It's almost nine minutes. We round up in mathematics, so it's almost nine minutes. Uh, and it's not nine minutes of of okay lyrics like is nine minute, nine minutes of lyrical uh assassination like dude is is damn last week when we were we were I was going to say flying, when we were driving back I think I mentioned that I was dozing off in the car everybody that knows when I'm sleepy um <laughs> knows that I can sleep anywhere uh whether it's on a plane I kind of I was tired on on the uh on the flight out here to uh, to to LA from Dallas, I was oh damn, I was tired, um, and and I posted a picture on uh, on Instagram. Uh, hey, I was knocked out. So was everybody else in the in in the, in my cabin, and uh, and so I was dozing off. And as we got on the road, um, uh, dude played played the song, and I could the song so long that it took us. About thirty five minutes from from Fort Worth back to my hotel, we played the song three times, and by the by the second time, I was wide awake, and saying to, uh, asking asking uh, my boy uh, Tim Edwards, uh, who featured for me, in Fort Worth, funny funny young funny young fellow, um, I asked him to rewind, played that song three times. Yo, this, the the lyrics, dude. Look, you have you have me uh you have me stumbling. Uh <laughs> you you have me st- st- stuttering. Because uh look I'm trying to uh, in a hundred words in a hundred words for the hummingbirds that like to eavesdrop and fan out like peacocks with a parakeet that beatbox, So the sun rise when the beat drops, and the sun dies when the beat stops, then it unties, then it relocks, then it relapses, then it detox. Yeah oh, man. I can't even, I can't even. Just, oh, uh, look, look, hold up, I gotta, listen, listen. I'm, I'm gonna read you. I, I remember. Then forge poetry like a young honorary Morrissey, then spit it the golden locked thoughts, who like their porridge all watery, not scorching nor sorbity, from the steel orbiting sorcerer sorcery, coming down gorgeously just like a Stacey Dash waterfall, a moor torturing the water bordering Barbie doll, a river of women like a Brazilian carnival. Swimming in feminine bikinis made out of saws. Somebody give them the volleyballs. If you love her, don't even send her to Molly Malls. Homie, if she lonely, she might end up in Macaulay's claws coming out the closet over goblets down at Mardi Gras. The famed Champagne Walk of Shame lobby call. my reposition was black condition of activism. Ammunition for abolition, missions, attacking systems. But they not after listens unless it's dropping on Activision oh shoot this dude is nice son and the lyrics nine minutes i'm i'm on uh i'm on aZlyrics.com and usually you can pretty much see all the lyrics in like one and a half strokes down this one it just it keeps going nine minutes of lyrics man I just, just shout out to Lupe fiasco man dude Dude was incredible, and like I said, shout out to my man Tim Edwards. I, I actually he's only been uh, doing comedy three years, and he and I were talking about influences. I always like to find out you know what made someone want to do this, and uh, and who their influences are. He Had an interesting uh, line of uh, I think he said uh, Patrice, Patrice O'Neill, uh, Corey Holcomb, uh, Marunzio Vance, and Bill Burr. Uh, which was interesting. I'm trying, y'all. You see I, I hesitate, but I, I said Bill Burr. Did you did you catch that? Did anyone catch that? I, I'm being mature. Cause Billy wants cause, damn it, ah! he wants to be called Bill, so I'm trying to just call him Bill. Uh yeah, anyway. Um but yeah, I thought that was an interesting throwing Moronzio in there, but uh Morunzio's funny in his own right. Um and then I asked I said, Okay, those are current uh, contemporary um you know people that you like i said who who are some of the people that you like back in the days you know like old school and said when he said dick gregory he earned my respect right there no one ever gives gives dick gregory uh his props due uh for not not just as a social activist but as just a clever uh intelligent a comic that um also drop drop gems drop signs you know on on his audience man and then he said godfrey cambridge i'm the only person that i know that ever has mentioned godfrey cambridge in a in a discussion about comedians you know so um so yeah i i honestly i was like i was like a proud pop i was actually impressed that uh that a newer comic uh expanded his uh his his i guess his comedy influences beyond the standards um you know and, and I always suggest that uh you know newer comics listen to somebody you know go go just uh you know put in comedy listen to I don't know uh someone that that you wouldn't expect uh you know Bob Newhart you know and and check out his style of storytelling versus versus Cosby or you know listen to some old woody Allen you know the Mort Saul, you know, like even if you do not going to listen for a long period of time, you you might stumble onto something uh, that still, you know, holds true that that uh, you're like, wow, they did this 40, 50 years ago and it still holds up. Uh, it's, just, it's just I it's always I feel like it's always more interesting to uh, to expand your your uh, your grasp um, on. On your influences, you know, or expand your influence mentality to include people that you might not uh, have expected to be funny, uh, or as you might not have expected to really resonate with you. All right. Well, that's enough. My voice, <clears throat> I think she held up rather nicely. Would wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? I think I did. I think my voice held up wonderfully. I should just stand in this voice. Oh, yo! How many of y'all saw Game of Thrones? Yo, I'm not gonna give anything away, even though realistically, um, you should have watched it last night. But I know some people DVR and will watch it today. Game of Thrones is, uh, yeah, was talk about a uh, a season finale. They uh, they went they went in, son. They went they went in uh, and gave you something to think about. Over over the summer, <laughs> uh, but it was good. It was good. Um, you know, uh, big up Stannis Baratheon. Big up Khaleesi. Big up. Uh, you know, uh, the the who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, big up uh, Tyrion Lannister, and as well as his brother Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> uh, uh, big up Jon Snow and the dire wolves uh and who else who else big up the white walkers (laughs) and uh yeah man it it should be it looks like it'll be uh you know be an interesting an interesting uh follow-up season i'm curious how long because i i think they're they're you know, I think they're on book, are they on book three or four? Is anybody out there read the books that's caught up? I read the books, but I'm so far behind, man. I'm, I'm only, I'm probably on book two. I'm a portion of way through book two. I've, I have all four books on my Kindle and it says I'm about 33%, 32, 33% done. So I guess I'm maybe midway through book two. Um, Good series, and it's very entertaining. Very, very entertaining to, uh, to say the least. Um, anyone that doesn't watch Game of Thrones, I suggest binge watching it. Also, Orange is the New Black is back. Orange is the New Black is back, and everyone's clowning. Uh, this the, the recently uh resigned NAACP uh director. What's her name? Rachel. Is it Rachel Dor? Is it Dorzol? I'm I'm going off of memory. Um, the Dolezal. Rachel Dozo, how do y'all feel? I don't, I don't know, I don't know if uh, you know people are saying she was repping like it's it's modern day blackface. Um, I feel like she she was doing good for the NAACP and people of color, and she, to me, I I don't know enough about it to to uh, you know necessarily form a total opinion, but I'll say if she was doing good. For people of color, and she wasn't, she wasn't acting a, a minstrel. She wasn't, because I've because I've seen people uh, use the words. It's she's it's it's blackface. And I'm like, well, is that black? Is that any more blackface than Nicki Minaj and, and Beyonce wearing blonde hair? Is that whiteface? You know, like uh, you, because clearly. You know the majority of uh people of african descent do not have blonde hair uh in 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 their genealogy um but seeing the woman i guess because she she taught africana studies at uh some university and uh yeah was was what was she just living that she related to people of color to black people and so she uh the same way. Not not say Vanillize, but the same way Marshall Mathers, you know, uh, people might say he emulates black culture, substantiates black culture, and then third base, the rap group, uh, you know, they were around. I mean, MC Search, I think, married, uh, dated black women and eventually married a black woman. Um, I think that's his preference, you know, he, he related, uh, he's related to... You know, black people, all this like um now Herb, the only problem I think a lot of people have with her that I have with it is you know that you sort of wrote off your family to to perpetrate this fraud that you were a black woman that's you know, it was just kind of grimy, that's not kinda that's that's grimy, but i I don't know about them making her uh you know, resign, you know, if she was doing good for the organization. Uh what do, what do you all think? Hmm? Uh, let's spark the uh discussion. Hit me in the comments on the FotherMucking Protocol on uh on SoundCloud or iTunes. Let me know what you think. Um what what's your take on it or or uh on Twitter too, you know. as comment and like man. You know what I'm saying? We we need those those comments. We need those likes. We need people to know. That the father protocol is out is out cheering these streets. You know, big up all uh, my people at the Laugh Factory that came out to support. Um, it was great seeing a bunch of my buddies from uh, New York City uh, out here. It was actually gave it was like a flashback to uh, Uptown Comedy Club or Monty's Crib back in '95, '96 when we would go to uh, the to the National Black Theater up in Harlem on 125th and Fifth. And, uh, you know, you see everybody who was there last night. My man Fig, uh, uh, Franz Cassius, uh, Glenn B., who I haven't seen in years. Um, and, uh, oh, and you know, I met a real cool cat. Um, he's on Empire right now. Comedian CP, real funny dude. Uh, real nice dude. We, 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 he was actually staying with uh, Sydney as well. And um, check you out check him out on uh, Empire. I was thinking about... You having him on the, on the podcast, Figured, um, see his see what his journey has been. He's here from Detroit uh, right now, and uh, that's pretty much uh, all I have to say about that. Follow me on all things at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, big up and love to all all the fam family that uh, listens to For the Munkin Fam, y'all. Yo, without you. We'd be here, but we'd be a lot less significant because no one would be listening. Alright? All right? love, All man. I'll catch y'all next week with Royale Two Figures. Peace.